Salty Dogs Podcast, episode 18. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, you know what today is? How long is it? What, how long is, what's today? Today's the season finale. Oh. You sound very excited about this. <laughs> oh, I'm ecstatic. I can hear it in your voice that and this, I can see it in your this, eyes. That this season is rolling it on up, laying, <laughs> laying it on down. You were going to ask how long we've been at it? I was going to ask how long it's been since you and I have been together. Oh, gosh. In I don't the same, know, in man. the same room. It was probably the last podcast. The last podcast. Wow. I think. That's discipleship right there. <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> and consistency. Yeah, consistency. Did, did we introduce you yet, Joel? No. Who gave, Bro, you're, who supposed gave to, you? you're supposed to wait till. <laughs> who gave you permission to speak oh, into so, the mic? so sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I'm joking. <laughs> totally I'm tired, bro. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> why did I why was his mic on? <laughs> gosh, let's we need to Who's in the sound booth today? Gosh darn. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Yeah, Casey and I, man, we haven't we haven't seen each other, so this ought to be fun. Yeah. So hopefully amongst all of the the, the, the brethren. The talk. Oh. The dialogue this morning. Um, we don't have too much of a reunion talk. Yeah. We'll try and we'll keep it. We'll try to keep Joel. We'll keep it classy, San yeah, Diego. Yeah. Keep, we'll try to keep Joel in and yeah. in on the conversation. That's right. Joel's here. Joel Potter. Again. Yes. Pastor. He leader. Couldn't get enough. Teacher. Lover of Jesus. Fighter. <laughs> defender. Joel. Guardian. All of those things. Yeah. Taking up the shield of faith with which to extinguish the arrows. Yeah, and the sword of the spirit, which is an AR-15. It is. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, he just went. Not. Wait, oh, he just it's not, he just went political. We're going oh. with a word. Here. Hey, don't you remember the, the Salty Aren't Dogs podcast is not a political podcast? Aren't you glad that Paul penned the famous spirit-filled don't words? Don't do it. Don't do which it. Which are don't you do know, it. Always be ready to give reason for the political identity in you. Casey Tavares. Always stand ready, folks. Hashtag stay woke, fam. <laughs> so dumb, dude. This guy's been watching too much news and yeah. scrolling too much <laughs> Facebook feed lately, man. He gets some. Is it coming out of me it, right it now? It gets you lit, son. Get, get you lit, fam. Lit, fam. Oh, gosh, darn. Cool, man. Joel, it's good to have you back, dude. We had a, the last, the last time you were on was an awesome podcast and we had a cool, it was really good. So Casey got rocked. It was good stuff. Did I? I don't remember that. Wow. So just kidding. Oh, it was real good. I'm kidding. Real so good. it didn't it have an good. effect, Joel. Good. How about no, that? It was good. It was a good one. I liked it was that. really good. Mm-hmm. Joel. Yeah. How are you? Great. That's it. Good. He's yeah. tired. Right. Things are well. Things are well. He's ready to dive in. He's like, I'm not, not down with all this. No, I'm good. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Last episode, episode 17, we spent probably about an hour and a half talking discipleship. Gosh, that was mind-blowing, dude. I didn't even have it. For the first time in my life, I was just silenced. Were you? Was that what was going on? Yeah, I was just Okay. Like, I was kind of wondering. I was like, is Casey okay? But you were just getting it, huh? Getting it. Doing it. Doing it. I was just receiving from Jamal and Pastor, Pastor Gates. Yeah, those guys are fantastic down at Mending Place at South City. That's a good one. Anyway. It's good stuff. Yeah, Joel Potter's back. Mm. We like this guy. I can I can say I like Joel. <laughs> He's a cool dude. He's Thanks. cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> discipleship. <laughs> I just made him awkward. Oh man. He's turning red. It's great. I'm good. I just the. The thousand yard stare in Casey when he said he's cool and just kept staring at you and never looked at me <laughs> made me feel like maybe maybe I'm not as cool I as just, as I may think. Oh I love that awkward. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, we we talked a lot about discipleship and Joel in talking to you about coming back and um, one of the topics you wanted to tackle there for a while is just the simple gospel. You're like, man, I'm a simple gospel guy, and I I find it interesting that for whatever reason you felt the need to attribute an adjective to the front of the gospel, the subject matter gospel, mm -hmm. if you want to talk sentence structure, because that's obviously what we were talking about. That's why we're here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to attach an adjective simple to the subject matter gospel, that's very intentional. And you're trying, you're, 
in some way, shape, or form, maybe you're trying to uh, re... What's the word? Maybe not redeem, but... Um, yeah, maybe it is redeem the definition of the gospel. Like, maybe mm-hmm. trying to see it through a different lens, different paradigm. Like, you know, if I say, yeah, I preach the gospel, you're like, I'm a simple gospel. So mm-hmm. there's obviously some deeper meaning to that, so I'd love to explore that. But help help us then understand what you mean by a simple gospel, but even within the context of discipleship, because we we talked discipleship last time. Um, my hope was that that would turn into maybe a three-part series, um, but scheduling, you know, life, busy, whatever. No excuses. Yeah. Reasons. I'm, I'm gone a lot, True bro. reasons. Oh, I'm not upset. I know I'm upset. Well, I'm not oh, upset. You, okay. But yeah. No, it's totally fine. I'm just contextualizing. That's what I would love to. That's what I would love to hear. I would love within the the concept of discipleship. So we talked a little bit about discipleship being a learner of Christ, mm-hmm. and so obviously the gospel is foundational to discipleship. So help us help us yeah. understand. Tell us tell us what's on your heart. Yeah. So <clears throat> so for how many years I've been leading things in the kingdom for I don't even know how many years 13 14 years so not a, not a long time but enough to make a lot of mistakes it's a good chunk of time yeah enough to make a lot of mistakes yeah so one month is enough to make a lot of yeah, mistakes right. and, yeah trust one day, me one day trust mm-hmm. me yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah just let me start answering that with this with the scripture in Hebrews 12 are we allowed to read scripture in this is that legal? do we do that here it's still allowed in this country as far okay. as I know okay yeah well, here we go go for it Hashtag Fox News tattoo. Ooh. Uh, here we go. So Hebrews twelve twenty five. it says, See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those who did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, and this is where it starts to get key. This expression yet once more denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken, as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, and our God, and for our God is a consuming fire. Tell me where that's at again, Hebrews what? Hebrews twelve twenty five through 29. And then it goes on. I mean, Good obviously, grief. we know Hebrews 13, you know, let the love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect, neglect to show hospitality. I mean, you know, it just, oh. that all flows hugely into this thing of discipleship. I feel like that might but, be like a, a mon- not a mantra, but like a banner verse for Casey Knight's friendship. Yeah. To let the, yeah. let the, the brotherhood continue. Let their brethren continue. The brethren. That's Do good. It. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have something? It seemed like you were going to say something. No, I'm, I just, I, it's always interesting to me how, you know, little verses, you know, when you, like that, whenever you reread them or you go over, like for some reason, you're always like, man, why did I never right. see that verse? It's not that I hadn't been reading. It's just that at certain times, man, that something will grab you, dude. And when you start, you know, when we start thinking about all the uncertainty and things, but dude, like God's going to shake the earth and the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. I mean, that's that to me was like wow. a, that was like a yeah that was like a, a rise up in faith. It's like yeah, dude. This so that so that the things that can't be shaken right won't be shaken, and you're like whoa. Right. Man. So but then so that is exactly it. That's Jesus. That's and that's where the simple thing comes in because who is that about? It's not about you. It's about him. He's going to do the shaking. He's going to remove the. So we need to get released of this this yoke that we're putting on ourselves of mm. sinlessness. That, oh, I got to stop sinning. I get it. Like, we can't just go out and and sin habitually and trust in the, the grace of the Lord. I, I, I don't believe that's a correct view of grace. But we see this, and we see that I, I've always been Psalm 4610, which is quoted all the time, I think a lot of times out of context, and they don't finish it, uh, slash, this is one of my, let me, let me digress for one second. Often, people quote part of a passage and it just drives me nuts because it doesn't get the totality of it, and it makes it about you, mm. not about him. And so I'm going to go further into that later if, if you guys let me. But Psalm 4610. We'll, we'll allow your religion. Thank you. Thank you. Psalm 4610, <laughs> see, in, in, in NASB it says, cease striving and know that I'm God. But a, a lot of translations yes. say, be still and know that I'm God. I love oh, yeah, to yeah, cease yeah. striving. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
cease striving, know that I am God, but then we stop there. But what does it say right after it? It says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. So it's about him. It's mm-hmm. not about us. And, and that's, that's where good. the simple gospel comes in. It removes us from the equation, plugs him in as the head, and then we come in in our right place. And yeah. so, so I got way more to go in that, but if you want to... No, no keep I, on going. Okay. okay. So then just think about Matthew 6. I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a scripture guy, so I... Think about Matthew six in the Lord's prayer. So, real quick, just help 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 us understand deeper the statement. It's not about you. Okay, that's where I'm going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, when it's when (laughs) when it's all about Jesus, we have to figure out what that means, right? Uh Like, kind of what what you're asking. So, we need to know the heart and the character of God from the beginning. Would you agree? Yes. Like we need to understand who God was, which is which is the Trinity, which is all three of them from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. They're creating us in their image, not in a image. Right. Right? And so so Jesus teaches them how to pray. And this is so interesting. You need to look at the order that he teaches. And he remember he always says he follows the order of the Father, the will of the Father, right? Always. So listen to how he teaches them. Just think about this. And this is stuff I've never thought about this till recently, Casey. So like you said, like we read these things and I mean, dude, we all know the Lord's Prayer, right? Everyone's yeah, everybody. everywhere. And so listen to this. How does he start? He says, so do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's about him. It's not about Aunt Martha's hip. Bless her hip. I mean, I mean, bless, yeah, bless the, the hell hip. right out of that hip. Right. You know what I mean? But it's about him. And so father, I'm going to pray for her, but I'm praying for what your will is and maybe your will is in that moment i'm listening to you and so we know that the revelation of the holy spirit is our helper in every moment he's always with us he won't leave us he's with us to the end and so in that hospital room when aunt martha's hips broken the doctor comes in and he needs to hear about jesus because his marriage is broken we're listening to him not us it's not about us focusing on the task as much as we're focusing on relationship with the father Mm -hmm. and with jesus Mm. so listen to listen to the lord's prayer knowing that so he knows our needs before we ask him. Pray then in this way. So we got a qualifier, right? He knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven. It's about him. Hallowed be your name, his name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we are important in this process because he has created us to be in fellowship with him. Now it becomes about us. We get this part right now it becomes about us. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. We also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Then he ends with, this is crazy. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive your transgressions. Mm-hmm. Dude, who is this about? And that's Jesus. This is Jesus saying that saying that to you right then dude, i got a lot it's don't good. let me miss luke 7 after this good so, so then load it up dude i'm going bro this, then we're gonna start firing. and this is this is my thing bro i mean yeah. this is and i know you guys are gonna get on it because this is amazing stuff okay so then think about the 10 commandments so i'm reversing right so the heart of the father doesn't change right yeah in the church if i can be real we have changed the heart of the father so many times oh it's this it's that it's even this discipleship word man i'm a little leery of it because we use it as a program and Mm -hmm. as a system like oh and even you guys and this is i know you were joking but you haven't talked for however long and you're like oh that's good discipleship isn't it who says it's not and i know you're just kidding (laughs) but for real who says it's not it's like oh i gotta i gotta meet every week and i gotta text you all week long whoa there's that burden right Mm -hmm. no but that was from the heart though you know of, of, a, of a desire of wanting to be around the brethren. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Which is key. Yeah, so desire, I think that, and I think that we have to, we have to discern between desire and between law, right. you know, and actually I want to do things because we're right. created for good works in Christ. Right. So I want to do 
those things, not I have to. So right. the want to yeah. and the have to has to be separated right. and sifted. But yeah, I do it. I completely feel what you're saying yeah. because I think we have complete, and that's where the discerning comes in because we've made it something completely that it is that is never meant to be like that. And we wonder why there's so many frustrated Christians and so many, right. you know, so much still in the heart of, of Christians when they're telling, man, you've, you're free, you're free, you're free, but you don't see a lot of freedom, you know what I mean? Or you don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. look to me that way, you know? Right. When I look at the church and I look at people around me and I look at my life, this is for, strictly for me as well, you know, um, that that there is a large discrepancy between what we're seeing with Jesus and what's really being enacted right now, yeah. you know? And so, dude, I'm there with you. And just lately I've always, I've been here, like this verse, that's so, that's so funny to me is because when we were driving back from Colorado, we went to on our anniversary trip and the entire trip, I was like, I was just, it was in my mind, man, be concerned only with the kingdom. The rest will come, dude. The, the rest the rest will be added to you, right? And yeah. so the, the kingdom mind, keep your mind fixated on the things above. You know, it's so easy, right, to keep our focus on the things of the world here. Like just, I mean, everything from, oh, I got to get this money or, you yeah. know, baby needs diapers or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying the baby doesn't need diapers, but I am saying it's really easy to lose focus and lose distraction. Yeah. And you're ta- the simple gospel, man, like, dude, we need to really shed some things off and go back to what it was, right? Like, and really take a step back. And and I was talking to Jason about this. I was like, man, like, the more and more I think and I ponder these things, like, the more and more I feel like a reformation is needed, yeah. you know, in, in our in our churches. And uh, we've it's just we've overcomplicated absolutely everything. It's interesting yeah. that you say we need a reformation, yet many, many Protestants across the the face of the globe but right now are celebrating a reformation that took place 500, 500 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. 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 And so I think of, so think, go even further with what you're saying. Think about Matthew 11. Jesus says again, if you, all who are weary and heavy laden come to me and I will give you rest. So who are you coming to? Dude, this is right on par with him. him. I'm excited now. Him, yeah. right? You're yeah. coming to him and I love you guys. But I need to stop coming to you when I'm weary and heavy laden. And I'm just going to be real. I go to Sam. I go to John. I go to oh, Jonathan. Yeah. I happens. go to my wife. I go. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Instead of, but they always direct me back to, and that's where and I think discipleship yeah. is key. What are we directing people back to? Are we directing them to a system to not sin? Are we directing them to the man of Jesus Christ and the person of the Holy Spirit and the person mm-hmm. of the Father? Where are we directing? And then that relieves you of the burden of following up if they're following the rules or not. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a big proponent of, and, and you guys can disagree with me on this. I hope, I hope you do. It's fine. Like I, I stopped laying out all these rules and regulations for people. Even dude, we yeah. walked, yeah. I, I'll be real. We used to, we used to be pretty controlling and I think our hearts were right, <clears throat> but it was like that. And I got to be careful cause I don't want to condone sin, but, but we had people get saved and they were living together and they weren't married. And it was like immediate. I mean, like that moment they gave their life to the Lord and we're like, Hey, you got to move out. Instead of just giving it a second, talking about the sin of of uh, sexual relationships out of marriage and, and talking about what that looks like, yeah. there was no concept of like, well, he could probably live in the same house. Now, it's going to be really hard, but giving them the choice mm-hmm. instead of saying, yeah. hey, you need to get out, saying, hey, well, here's what this looks like, and here's what this can lead to, and here's the heart of the Lord in this. Bless you. Let's pray. If, 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 you, if you look through Scripture... I mean, it's a big phrase. Relationship tends to always precede imperatives, mm-hmm. which means it's always about you and me, and it's always about God and his people in this relationship with them and a relationship of love before it is a commandment. And so Paul yeah. in his epistles will lay out, like, you're in Christ, you're loved, you're set free, over you're holy, you're a, ho- a royal priesthood, a holy nation, you're loved, right. there's no condemnation, therefore... therefore <laughs> Let us rid ourselves right. of put X, it off. Y, and Z. Right. And I was just and reading so, this scripture too. Yeah. Like, hey man, put those things off to put them away from you and put on, right? Yeah. The yeah. new the but, new. But Paul was trying to set the precedence of an understanding of a love relationship with Christ right. before he then gives these statements of stop living Amen. with your part. Right. And Amen. so what yeah. we've done then is we've jumped the gun yeah. and we've not taken the time to disciple or explain the simple gospel yeah. right and relationship and then say therefore because of this 
right? The This is how we should. But not only that, but then also teaching that the Holy Spirit's going to be in them mm. to give them those little jabs right. to help them realize, yeah, I've got sin. Yeah. Except then we become the Holy Spirit and we see all their sin because we're really good at that. <laughs> we're really good at seeing specks with planks in our eyes, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But I get it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm really good at seeing yeah, my brother, own sin. Like, why are you pointing out that splinter? You should pull the plank out of your eye and take a walk off it, right? Like, yeah, it's love. so funny. It, it's, yeah, it's, here's the interesting part with that, and maybe allow us to go this way, is that Jesus says, you may be seeing a speck in your brother's eye, but purposefully, you're only seeing a speck because you have such massive sin. Right, so you're not seeing how deep it really goes within yourself. Therefore, you're only seeing a small part of the sin in the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. But as you begin to see the greater sin within yourself, you begin to have empathy for the person that has a speck, and you realize even for them, it's also a plank. Therefore, yeah. putting you on the same playing field and giving you grace and mercy of the yeah. Father for a person, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so, rather than judging them for a speck, you show grace. Right. Boom. Take that to the bank. Who who taught you that? It just came out of me right now. The Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. The Lord. And then they look upon them and they saw that truly they had been with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was tight. That's dude. so good. Yeah, that was good. That's good. Amen. So, can I, I know we're kind of all over the place. I feel like it. It's but okay. No, it's good. I've I have good. had a lot of coffee. I want to go back to this, it's not about you thing. And I get that it's about the Father, and I'm going to give you another scripture that I think is, is perfect in line with this, John 14, 13. <laughs> that was my next one, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. I mean, you interrupted where I was going, but we'll go with this now. <laughs> Do you, I, I can pass the ball back over to you. Is that Do where it. you were going? Do it. I was. I was. I was actually going to go to Exodus 20, then John 14, John 6. No, do it. If it John, Exodus 20 is just the 10. Just let me briefly. So, Oh, that's right. Commandments. So. Sorry. The heart Reeling of the Lord. it in. Remember, Reeling it in. Remember, the, the heart of the Lord doesn't change, and the character of God does not change. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that's the problem. We are such a fickle people as believers. We're changed by the, the wooing of the world. Let's just be real in what brings the Benjamins to the quote-unquote church building and the people. And Like, if we're honest, if we're honest in our heart of hearts, if, if church leaders all around would sit down and just be completely honest, like, what are you thinking in doing this program. What are you thinking about having this new service? What are you thinking about? And a lot of times, if we're honest, if I'm on, I'm talking from for me, a lot of times that money thing flashes in my mind. And the Lord's convicted me and said, Joel. What do you mean? That that, money so thing? paying the bills, more oh. more money coming in, more people. More, oh, okay. You know, okay, it's okay, it's okay. it's all about it's all about quantity. Mm-hmm. which then takes it away from the Lord. And this is an innocent heart, man. I love people. I love the gospel. I love I love salvation. And so that that's there. That's huge. But I still get distracted. And it's this big. It's the mustard seed effect. Yeah. And it distracts me from the true thing, which it's about Jesus. And so then I go away from who <laughs> I am, the convictions I have, the full convictions I have. And for many, many years, I led in such a way of doing the right thing, doing it the right way. And, and I was trying to please people and please man. I'll tell you, my Gosh. wife and I, we hated our life for a bit. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. And now we just shed all that stuff, and we don't have this great, huge children's ministry. We don't have this all these programs. We don't have all and But, man, we have the most free group we've ever been with in yeah. our lives. And we're the most Same. free. And, and, Same. And, you know, like I'm completely with you know, the separation of church and state because this is what happens, right? We see, So we see what's going on around us in the world, right, which is the taking. And this is what mankind does. We take something that is good inherently and we dilute it for mass consumption, right? right? And right. so when the masses are coming, you're like, well, now I got to, you know, do you see it with, for instance, like food, you know, what distributing food. Well, now everything's so crappy because it's diluted and, and, right. and packaged mass up for mass consumption that it is actually, it is hurting people right. simply for mass consumption. And so we see that happening in the church. I don't care, name, you know, that's that's fine. You can disagree or I whatever, agree. but but like you just see, you can take notes around you and say, man this is really infecting the church you know and uh so i'm and i'm with you there too the money thing dude and it's so infuriating and i try right the war that we wage is spiritual man but it gets it gets really frustrating to yeah. me you know when when you see churches like that and 
but their their fallback is well people are getting saved yeah and you're like it's pragmatism i know it's like that's not right though man like right. you know you're teaching like you're the things that you're instilling in people like even and i know that we shouldn't go so far as to like we were talking about like oh you need to move out like right now right. but at the same time we can't you know continue to be like not not willing to step on on people's toes or whatever or or you know open to all or in all seekers and all comers and all these things you know because like there's a sickness right now and i think that it needs to be taken care of and i think that the more that we back away in the name of being giving grace to other people look, yeah. i think that enables them to keep living in that life you know yeah. but in in what you're saying though about the love like it's all got to be coming out of a love but yeah. man like it's it's deep right now man like that it's and I ponder these things, and it hurts my feelings. You know what I yeah, mean? It is because yeah. it's like it's sad. It's like it almost seems like a, a problem too enormous, right? To to be handled, except for by God shaking the heavens right. and the earth. You know, and He will, and He, he will. shall. It's, he's He's cleansing her through the washing of the word. Yeah, to present her yeah. blameless as a radiant church. It's, yeah, it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, but one key thing that I've been delivered of recently is that we need to be careful not to live a comparative lifestyle with any other and not use words like those churches and those people and though because the reality is we're all at the partial revelation that we're at and so um, there are people that do things way differently than we do than we are a simple you know Jason's seen our built like we're we're a simple group. Our building's not super pretty. We're in a basement. It's kind of a basement. We got windows. So. But we got to be careful that just because somebody's not where we're at, we're not writing them off as a heretic or as, as lost or doing it wrong. Because I believe that the unity that begins in love, that we need to be, we need to be aware that people are walking in a, in a heart of passion for the Lord a lot of times. We really, they really are. Yeah. And that thing might be skewed in them. And, and I've heard multiple times people that are convicted when, when, when I talk to them about the simplicity and getting away from this money machine and getting, and they're like, and they're doing the things. I mean, they're, and they're like, man, you're right. And because I've heard this from multiple of our team members, like people saying that, but they're just, excuse me, they're just not all the way there yet. And that's okay. So we need to be careful. So anyway, let me read this real quick. So, yep. So remember the heart and the character of God never changes. So Ten Commandments, right? We're going back to the Father speaking to to Moses. Listen to how the first four Ten Commandments go, or the first four commandments in the Ten Commandments. Then God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the, under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. <coughs> Six days you shall labor. See, now it becomes about you. You know, taking a day off for, for me still. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. And, and then he goes into all the things you shall not murder. You shall honor your mother, your mother and father, commit adultery. It always starts out about him. It always starts out about God is the head, and then we follow that thing. And so I, I know that's like, you know, it's not like this, oh, this big, but guys, if we look at the Ten Commandments and we look at how Jesus taught us to pray, it doesn't change. It's all about him first and foremost. And everyone that I know that is a believer would say that. But then I look at what we're doing and how we're living our lives and I wonder. Why? And this is where Luke 7 comes in, but we'll go to we'll go to yeah. John 14. Why? We, we can jump in that later. What, what, why? That's a good question. Why what? Why? You just said why. He said why. Oh, I thought you said why. Oh, <laughs> no. I, so were you going to John fourteen thirteen? I was, but then I just remembered Luke 7 real quick. Go, what's Can Luke 7? It? Can I hit it? Yeah. So with that understanding, this has been, dude, and you guys, and just after this, this, is, this is my preach, man. This is like, <clears throat> and just, and after this, I'm, I'm going to take it back because yeah, do it. I, I still feel like we need to back up on this. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. So you're not going to be – you got it? Okay, so John 7 – or Luke 7. <clears throat> so in the world, we're never going to meet the world standards, right? We remember that uh, John the Baptist was, ca- was told to have a demon because he wasn't dr- eating bread and drinking wine, right? But then Jesus says, but I come eating and drinking, and you say a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend is to tax collectors and sinners, Right. We cannot live by the world standards of what the church has to live by. We have to live by what the Lord laid out. And we have to be confident in that. And when the world is saying, hey, you're not doing it right. You're not, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, I don't fit in with you. Like, we got to get over that. So then so then we go on. Man, I love Luke 7. Um, let, me get, let me get myself. We, we go on, and he goes on to the parable of two debtors, right? And they're they're in the Pharisee's house for dinner. They're sitting around the table. The door is closed because it says when when this woman comes in, she enters her ha- the house, right? So she comes in this all men meeting, which we know back then that was oh, women yeah. didn't come in yep, yep, yep. to the men's meeting, right? So she comes in. <clears throat> she's immediately crying. She kisses his feet. She wipes his feet clean with tears and her hair and anoints them with oil, right? And he says to Simon, to this, this Pharisee, he says, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much." Her sins are forgiven for she loved much. And so obviously this is customary in Jesus' time to do all these things. Mm -hmm. So that Pharisee didn't invite Jesus in without an agenda. Yeah, He didn't trust him. He didn't love him. He Mm -hmm. invited him to dinner and said, hey, come and sit around my table, but didn't give him a kiss, didn't anoint him with oil, didn't wash his feet, didn't give him water to wash his feet, did none of that. There's no love. This woman, this prostitute, because she can't her hair down, <clears throat> assumedly Mary, we don't know, Okay, comes in, immediately does all these things to him without question. She's focused on him, enamored with him, and in love with him. And so I ask myself, am I the Pharisee or am I Mary? And I think, gents, I'm the Pharisee a lot of times. I have an agenda. I have a, you got to figure this out. You got you to gotta come through. If, if the Lord comes through, okay, this thing, or, or if more people get saved, we'll do that. And and if we can just simplify it, just like Mary, she walks in, one, uncomfortably. She breaks the, the bounds of the law. Like, women aren't allowed. Jesus mm-hmm. knows no social bounds, right? He talks mm-hmm. to the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. what are you doing talking to me? Mm-hmm. We got to get over these social bounds that, that the world has put on yes. us. Yes. And we know she walked in with no agenda but Jesus. And, and guys, I just, I'm not there, but I want my agenda to be only about Jesus, mm-hmm. for real. Like, yeah, 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 I yeah. want to get over Jesus' life. I want to get over all of the disciple nation. I want to get over all these things as having any precedence over Jesus, mm-hmm. and I want all those things mm-hmm. to fall in line. Yes. Right. So I just, this is a huge one to follow up all that, the heart and character of God that never changes, and it's all about <clears throat> his love, and that's why he came, and that's where the simple gospel comes. And mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can all agree, and, I, and I'm not going to go into it, but we can all agree on these few things about Jesus. Yeah. Who he is, what he did, uh-huh. why he came. Mm-hmm. I think every believer in the world can agree on those things. And then let's leave the theological bounds out there and say, hey, I think that's a good point. I don't agree with you, but hey, let's agree on this. Let's agree on this. Let's yep. let's let's be like Paul in Romans fifteen, eighteen and on. I I can only I don't preach and teach. Do anything, yeah. But know Jesus. Right. I I yeah. have purposed myself to know nothing except for Jesus. Nothing among you except for Jesus. Right. right? And so that's what right. we're coming into Christ with our yep. with our agenda. Right. So with our agenda, we have. And man, like I've been reading this book lately. It's called uh, uh, the Abba's Child by Brandon Manning. Anyway. He's talking about just the depth of um, the false self, you know, the flesh, the <clears throat> that sin nature inside of us and how deceptive, you know, it can be and how deep down that can be. And I'm still hung up on the plank in the eye, you know, and what Jason or what the Lord said through Jason about that. Like, it is deep, you know, and we do have to take a like a, a large 
large, large look uh, down on the inside. And sometimes uh, I feel, and this is just where I have been lately, and I just, but I just feel that it's relative to what we're talking about is, man, I have been wanting, I've been trying to accept, right? So we can't, we can't, we cannot have like everything that becomes illuminated, right? Becomes a light. But Jesus was like, if there, if that light in you is darkness, you know what I mean? How great is that darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've been w- taking this like this inventory, and really God had just been speaking to me about the depth of the sin and depth of the hurt and the pain and the darkness inside of you, oh, inside of me, right? Now, and He told me, Casey, if you cannot accept in totality your brokenness, right? So there's parts we accept, okay, I was a drug addict, or okay, man, I was a lustful man, or okay this, or okay that, and accept those things, right? And those things get transferred to light, right? But there's still darkness inside of me because I am not com- accepting the completeness of my brokenness and, and the de- and the depth of the darkness inside of me, right? So that goes with what we're talking about, like to put into perspective and when i said why why is a good question so why when we see the father are we not putting this into perspective and i think that because our eye there's planks in our eyes man because we're not seeing the father in totality and and accepting that right but uh just just the like i said i just wanted to say that about the depth of of inside you know what i mean and how and how hard it is to get rid of agendas because it's been it's been ingrained in us since we were born into this world right like all these things and then we we carry that with us into the kingdom but jesus said bro you got to be a new you got to be reborn right right? and so the death (laughs) you have to but the only way rebirth happens is through death right and so the death you have to die what daily pick up your cross and die because there's something to death because only a man who has died escaped sin, right? right. The only right. way to escape sin is through death. And so yes. we have to do that, right? We have yeah. to take that inventory. We have to do that, yeah. right? you know? And I think that we're, we are not emphasizing death death, death, yeah. death. It was all about death. The whole thing is about death. You yeah. cannot, you cannot see the kingdom or be in the kingdom no flesh inherits the kingdom right you have to die it has right. to be a complete and total destruction of yourself right? right and like i said if you're not if you're hanging on or even unknowingly to those things inside of you you are not dying fully right. and then you're not seeing fully right. in my opinion i don't right know. so then go i think you need to keep that it is all about death but what is Jesus, or what are, i think it's paul if you died with him then you, you also rise, rise. Exactly. so you have to have a life, Casey. But exactly. we're told to take up our cross daily. So I think this is a daily thing. But you have to have death and life together. And I think one right. thing that the church has had is we've had death, 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 death. But they never pick up the life. So then that's why people get burnt out. That's why people are are abandoning by the thousands gatherings of believers because they're over it and they're sick of I'm not good enough. I'm never going to fit in. And so you're right. But yeah, I don't think people fully grasp. The concept Jesus, of death. Jesus comes in and says, "Who who is my mother and brother?" Like he breaks all social bounds. It's all about him and his kingdom, and he loves his mother and brothers. Yeah, but he, they're not what it's about. It's mm-hmm. about the will of the Father, and that's why he's there. And so, so I think this goes along. And then Jason, I'll, I'll secede to you, bro. I'll, I'll give up. Here we go. So Second Corinthians five. You all know this as well. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we we know him in this way no longer. We're not looking at that simple God. We're not looking at just what Jesus did. We often do that. But this says, Paul's saying, don't look at him in the flesh anymore. He's God. Like, don't look at each other in the flesh anymore. We're not in the flesh. So, Casey, when you drop the ball and you call me and repent, whatever, he hasn't. But I'm just saying if you did. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I did this again. Maybe I do. I did right. <laughs> If I did this again, I'm not looking at you as, oh, this is just Casey in the flesh. I need to look at you as a, as a redeemed believer, a son of God, and like, hey, look, bro, that stinks that you did that, man. But you are washed anew in the blood, and you need to stop. You need to stop living that. You need to stop living in that death, and you need to pick up life after the death one you need to die get over that thing and just say no mm-hmm. and then pick up life and jesus will bring that healing and that redemption he's the healer and redemption no program no discipleship meeting there is no program it's him there is no program right so in discipleship i need to lead you i'm just saying i need to lead you to him not to what i think you should do to stop doing whatever stop looking i mean obviously let's let's get it out there porn is a huge thing that's killing men i need to lead everyone I talk to, including myself, to the place of Jesus and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and not say, 
hey, put all these locks on your phone. Put all these, because there's always a way around those things. You know yeah. what I mean? Those are good. I'm not saying you shouldn't do those. Dude, you'll devise but, a way, bro. Yeah. You know, you if will. you're going to sin, you, you will. will sin. You, you know, will. that's because because your mind in, is set on that. Right. You know, right. you and have the, to set your mind yeah. on the God mind. You know what I mean? Right. The, the mind of God, the things of God, the mind of right. Jesus, right? And, and the enemy is a schemer and a deceiver yeah and so he's gonna even even a lot of times it's not even you you might be doing great and he comes in in just the right perfect crafty way gosh man. and just slams it but then you're talking about darkness we got to remember that the light chases out the darkness so again it's all about it jesus who is the light jesus says i am the light the way the mm-hmm. truth right i am i am the light and so again i go to jesus that light chases out all darkness and the shifting shadows and then mm-hmm. James 1, yeah. don't be like waves of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. We have Jesus to focus on. Boom. Done. So, so here's what I would say concerning that. And I have, uh, this, I, I have so much to say about everything that we've said. <laughs> say it. I, <laughs> Me I've, too. And I've, I've, got, I've got lots of discussion topics for season two because a lot of these things are podcast on their own. I want to say one thing, and this is – and. So I want to say something in regard to the stopping sinning, right? Blocks on your phone, that kind of... You said something that triggered something in me. And so here's what I think that Uh-oh. we've done. You triggered You Jason. triggered Uh-oh. me, bro. Yeah, Should This is a safe space, Joel. Should I put How the headphones you? down? <laughs> yeah, yep. Sorry. Um, so this all goes back to simple gospel, right? It's all about Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. We, we are not our own Savior. Right? The only name. It, Under heaven, that man will, man be, saved. will be saved, right? So Boom. it's not a so something. I think we we miss very importantly. I think we've kind of alluded to it, but we've not really hit the nail on the head. Is that salvation comes by faith through grace, right? Not by works. So right. I think that that statement, "It's not about you," is so foundational. And it's not about you to be good enough, do good enough, stop sinning enough. Put enough blocks on your phone. Turn off enough computers. Amen. One hundred percent. Right. Okay. One hundred percent. So here's here's what I would say. The gospel is Jesus came into the world to save men, to defeat death, and to defeat sin, to make a way so that we would have relationship with the Father. Right. Again, mm-hmm. we would be mm-hmm. delivered. Right. And Isaiah sixty Isaiah sixty one. Right. Talks about. Um, setting the captive free, mm-hmm. right? And so that terminolo- that phrase right there would have reminded the Israelites of being delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. So check this out. In the land of Egypt, the people were under slavery, and they had been, they were under tyranny, right, of Pharaoh, and they were being, <laughs> you know, beaten and made to work, right? So the main thing was that they were slaves and they were, they had to work. And so... I think that's indicative of sin and how we feel like we have to work to overcome that. Anyways, so they cry out to God, and God, as he reveals himself to Moses, he says, I've heard the cry of my people, and I'm going to use you to deliver them. So we know that Moses led an exodus out of the land of Egypt, which means he took, he he led an entire people group away from bondage and slavery, but it was by the hand of the supernatural which God watching over them. So then you've got um, Jesus, who then on the mountain of transfiguration is talking about, he's about to lead his own exodus. So we know that's, he's about to lead an entire people group out of sin through supernatural hand of God, mighty hand and an outstretched arm. It's the work of Christ. So we know that Moses then was, a type of Christ, and then Joshua led them through the promise, you know, into the promised land. We know that he's also a type of Christ. Jesus then is the ultimate Joshua. Jesus is the ultimate Moses. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So he established a new order. It was a shadow of what was to come, but it was going to come in its fullness. So here's what here's where I'm going with this. If is this tracking? Are you tracking with this? I'm, you're not oh, finished yet. I'm so. going to finish. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear it. So here's what here's what happens. God delivers the Israelites out from under the hand of Pharaoh, right? Jesus delivers us out from under the hand of Satan, essentially, and sin, this lifestyle, this this um, being burdened by this sin. So does it make sense 
to fortify walls, to erect walls and try and fortify your city in the land of the oppressor? Would it have made sense for the Israelites to try and build walls to keep the enemy out within their camp, within the land of the enemy? That's it, foolish, right? Okay. How does yeah. that make sense? It doesn't yeah. make sense. So what happens then is that then they 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 move um, they move out of the land of Egypt. They move into the promised land, and then they build the city, and then they erect the walls. So now they're out of the land of the oppressor. And they're in a place of freedom, and then they fortify the city. But what we try and do as Christians is we stay in our belief system under the power of sin and try and erect and fortify walls within our life. And we try and lock our phones. Mm -hmm. We try and throw our computers away. Mm -hmm. We try and do good and be good and set up all these boundaries and do all these things. Yet we've not been fully led out of the land of sin in our belief. Right? I mean, we say we believe it. Are you free in Jesus? Yes, I'm free in Jesus. And so I think we get it wrong sometimes. I think it's good to fortify walls. I think it's good to do things to try and work to overcome sin. But if you're, de- if you're depending on those works, not having fully come to the realization that you're free in Christ, well, then you're fortifying walls in the land of the enemy. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so I think this is what we've done. I think this is what we do. We work and we try and we try and we try and overcome. We do these things. But what we need to do is rely on Jesus at right. all times. And uh, right. So, so the people who cried out, they had, they were powerless to rescue themselves from the hand of Pharaoh. And the simple gospel is, you are powerless while you were still what? Yes. Powerless. Yeah. Christ died for the ungodly, right? right? At just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. While you were still powerless to do anything to change your life, Jesus shows up and he rescues you. Ezekiel 36, 27. It's one of my favorite verses. Because I've I've literally wept this in prayer out loud to the Lord, kind of angry at him. Mm-hmm. And I've said, uh, he says, I will, I, will, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness, or uncleanness, and from all your idols. I, w- I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you, uh, yeah, heart of stone from your flesh and give you heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes mm-hmm. and be careful to obey my rules. Check this out. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. What was the land that he gave to his fathers? It was the land of the free, yeah. not the United States of America, yeah. but <laughs> that promised land outside of the land of the enemy. It's sin that overcame us. He said, I'm going to do this. 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 And there's times where I'm so upset because I'm like, Lord, I haven't overcome this. You said you'd put your spirit in me. You said you'd give me a new heart. You said you'd cause me to walk in your statutes. Please do that. (laughs) I'm here. Right. Please do that because I can't. The gospel's not about you. You can't. Not at all. You cannot. But Jesus can and he will. Yeah. And he wants to. And in those times where I'm, because I feel the same thing, man, like I get so upset with myself or with situations around me that, you know, or or falling back and, you know, or messing up again in the same area. And you're like, why can I just not do this right? But man, I just, I have that vision of Paul, you know, asking God three times, please, you know, take this, take this away from me. Man, and God's answer is so profound. It's not try harder. It's not, well, I'm pretty upset with you and you need to keep working at it. He's like, dude, this is going to be with you. This thorn is going to be with you. Strictly what he said. I mean, basically, when he when you boils down to this is going to be with you. Sorry. Mm. But bro, <laughs> yeah. like my grace is sufficient to yeah. cover that. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows. And like that an- that answer to me is so profound. It's like he knows, yeah, I know it's sin in your life. I know it, but dude, like, grace, man, I'm sufficient. I am, right, like what you're saying, cease striving. Yeah, cease yeah, and striving. I don't think, and I, and I would also say that not only in that moment with that thorn did he say my grace is sufficient. We don't know what happened at the end of Paul's life. It may be that that thorn was taken care of, but yeah. in that specific moment, 
His grace was sufficient. And he's saying, it's good for you now, and it's going to be good for you later. And it's going to be good for you in, through this entire process. And then, what did it, and then what did he say? I will, okay, well, because of that, then I'll boast. I'll boast in my affirmities. If the grace of God can be, can be you know, poured up, lavished upon me, then, yeah. I, then I'll boast in that. In my weaknesses. Right. In my weaknesses, right. exactly. Right, so his grace, so bam. Okay, well, if that's the way it is, Lord, then I'll boast all about it. Yeah, man, I yeah. suck, dude, but yeah. the grace of God, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that, so, yeah. so bringing it all back to simple simple gospel like the gospel the word gospel means good news right? right it means good news and so what's the good news joel yeah dude it's right here so that thorn paul got it it's not about the thorn he's asking about it and the lord loves him so much that he recognizes the thorn he doesn't say what's your problem paul yeah. are you he's kidding me like, what thorn? yeah really oh, my goodness dude really you've been, bro you've been shipwrecked you've been beaten you've been in prison are you kidding me are you kidding me? <laughs> really? I died for you. Are you an idiot? You know? But yeah. listen, listen. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Listen, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, it's, he's named the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Right here, boys. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace mm-hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of, need. time of need we have so if i'm coming to you i want to come to somebody if i have a heroin addiction i want somebody that's been delivered of a heroin addiction because they know they know what my deal Correct. is if i have a uh whatever whatever addiction it may be like man there's a lot of peace when you're going to somebody that gets that addiction jesus gets has been all. tempted in every way and came through sinless so why in the heck are we <laughs> Going to programs and going to men and going to when when we just read this, we have a high priest that can that sympathizes with everything that we are going through and has been through them yet without sin. Why in the world are we going to all the why are we reading so many books? Why are we why are we not just going to him? Why right. Why? That's the thing. And, I think that's a simple and, gospel. And 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 I think one of the answers is, and this is a tough thing to say, is that we don't believe in a living God. Amen. Amen. And if you can't love your brother, how can you love a God that you can't see? So that tells me one thing. It's hard. We can't see him. We can't even feel. Let's just be real. This feeling thing that we all say, like, I think it's God. But yeah. sometimes it's me. Sometimes I say, like, oh, I feel like God's doing this. And boy, do I mess it up and hurt a lot of people. Well, I said I felt like it was God. So yeah. let's just boil it down to faith and let's leave it at just, faith. I was just about to say that. That he is who he says he is. Yeah. And let's 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 be hearers that don't delude themselves and do what he's telling us to do. And what does he say? If you follow my commands, you're doing the will of the Father. Let's do let's let's simplify it down to the commands of Jesus. Yeah. For real. And there's fifty yes. about fifty of about them. About fifty, yeah. And do those things. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have this great redemption, and that yoke of slavery that's upon the church will be removed, and we'll be in this yoke of freedom, and the man-pleasing, and, and let's go further than that, because again, we talk about man-pleasing. It's not about them. It's not about us. We are released. Hmm. Let's be released of this burden of ministry that we got to be all things to all men Absolutely. every day. Let's be followers and sons of Jesus right now, mm-hmm. and let let yeah. all, all of that take care of itself. I've, I've taken up a mantra recently, and I've this may be like the fifth time I've said it, but it I've said I think the greatest thing that you can do for any individual on a daily basis is point them to Jesus. So, like right here today, right now, in this place, in this this moment, because I mean, you know, with some people, your inter- your interactions are few and far between, right? right? But when you see them. And you have conversation with them. No, I I think that every, 
I think that every interaction is a divine appointment. I get that there are certain feelings surrounding Mm -hmm. and certain feelings, events and experiences that would, that some would use to qualify a divine appointment. But when you're in the presence of a a person, another living individual, that's, that is an opportunity that specific day to point them to Jesus because this, you know, you know what drives me crazy is the statement, and I think I've, I've been on this before, is the statement that God wants to do something great in your life. <laughs> this are, is a true statement. He already did. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, no. It, he, he already has, and it continues to play itself self out over a lifetime. Right. The great thing God is going to do in your life is not some massive event that everybody it, – it, it's Gosh. not an event that becomes a spectacle for all to see and then Gosh. say that's a great thing, yeah. right? It's It doesn't culminate in you signing the paper for the 501c3 to feed the nations. Mm. That it's, it's, that's ev- a pain. it's every little thing is greatness. Is, is greatness in your life. So God is doing something great in your life when, when you go home and you see your wife after you just had an argument that you – apologize and love her as Christ loved the church, church and you die for yourself. That's great. And we're not putting that on a banner and Amen. flying it across the sky. Amen. No. And that's foolishness we're, because that's the great we're thing deciding, that God's doing. We're deciding what's, what is and is not exactly. great in yeah. the kingdom of God. Right. Right. Yeah. Just like, just like what they, Hey, we want to sit at your right hand. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you can't, they were drink thinking that's the greatness. You can't drink this cup. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, <laughs> dude, they, we have, we have an idea of greatness in our minds, right? Yeah. What is great? And that's the tower of Babel, right? Like yes, all, us building, tower, let's dude, build this. I will show. And dude, I fell into that for a long time, man. The, when I came back oh, yeah. to the Lord, yeah. the first words I walked, Walked into a church and the pastor looked at me. I, God's going to do something great, great in, your in your life. And then this whole entire time, for I, I thought greatness I, in my mind was these things, right? These these man-made worldly things, and how frustrated I was for the longest time in my Christian life because I thought that greatness was something great rather than being great every single day of my life yeah. <laughs> in every instance right. of my life and offering all all of my life under the lordship of Christ from my work to right. my marriage Moment. to to, my moment. Yeah, to my friendships, like putting it all under the lordship of Christ. Yeah. That's greatness, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you've done to the least of these, you've done unto me, right? right. And so right. the least, the least things, right. the small things, that those are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, right? right? right. So yep. it, we've made it a, a different thing. We flipped yeah. it. We, the great things on earth are the great things in heaven. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on, man. Like, get yeah. that out of my face, so man. I don't the, want that anymore. Yeah. You know? The greatest thing you can do today for any individual is show them Christ in in that moment where you're with them. And and we and think about it. Our life is is hills and valleys, mountaintops and and valleys. Right, we're up and down, up and down, up and down all the time. And think about the mundaneness, the the monotonous existence of daily living. Right, it's it's the same thing over and over again. I mean, you know, it it, it is. It is literally the, <laughs> the same, same thing, thing over and over again. Yep. And even if you live some sort of exhilarating adventurous lifestyle it yeah it's it's still the same thing and you can't tell me that between those exhilarating adventure adventuristic experiences that there's not downtime yeah and there's not monotonous mundane tedious tedious existence and interactions with people it's in that greatness Right. It was it was in it was during the times that Jesus was simply walking to another place <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that he was right. met by people who needed him and he stopped and he interacted with them. That's freaking greatness. Right. If it was even at in, the well. It was at yeah, the well where he met getting, that woman and changed yeah, her entire life. In she, her mundane task getting, in her mundane water task. Every single day. Bro, you came to Jesus and all of a sudden, you know. Actually yeah. he came to her. Well Yeah. She yep. came. Well, she Boom. came to him yes. after he came. To, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying that's the thing. He it, came, it came to her. her. Like that's and, a big dude, deal. And also, I wanted to say this too. Like when you're talking about, we need to point people to Christ, but it's also it's it's Christ living in us that points people to Himself, right? So we are. Yes, we are to be. Like we don't just say, "Oh, Jesus is the answer, bro." No, dude, be hospitable. Take you know, be an ear, be a yeah. be an eye for somebody, be a shoulder for somebody. You know, being the oh, I'm just trying to be the hands and feet of Christ, brother. Well, then right. be the hands and feet of Christ, right? And when they see the the image of Christ in you, they see God, right? And God 
changes people you know but yes. that but yeah. he's living inside of us we don't just say oh well jesus is the answer bro hope 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 your day gets better <clears throat> you know yeah right. it, but pointing them to them by being jesus because he lives through us and in us and and you know in that situation yeah so i'm going to answer a question that i'm going to ask and leave it is that cool absolutely yeah so you said how did you word it you said we need to point people to jesus and that's what it's all about how did you word that Something yeah, like I that. think the greatest thing you can do today is That's point it. people to Jesus. So yeah. then the question is, how do we do that? Jason and Casey, not mm-hmm. how do we, how do I do that? That's, we got to get over this we thing. Nowhere in the word do I see that it's about we. It is about personal relationship and revelation of Jesus Christ and the mm-hmm. empowerment of the Holy Spirit within you. Even Paul said that, like I was quoting earlier, Romans 15 says, I will only do what Christ has accomplished through me. I'll only preach and yeah. teach those things. And so, so for me... The revelation, the way that I do this, just on the real, the way that I do this is one, I'm completely vulnerable and real from the front mm-hmm. with with dudes, with, with people I'm with. I, I tell them exactly what I'm going through, what's going on. I'm open and honest. And I go back to a couple things, that Jesus was an emotional being. And we're challenged in Matthew 6 to f- seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about tomorrow, for today has enough worry- worries of its own. Yeah. Tomorrow will care for itself. Do we really believe that? Right? And then, and then I go to the garden, and I go to Lazarus, and I say, look at Jesus. He was an emotional being mm-hmm. that felt, oh, yeah. that, that was scared, that was on his face weeping, before the father and saying please take this away from me but not your will mine be done and so the only thing i can do is say man this stinks and i don't want to go through this but i see what jesus did and he simply was honest and real with the father and said i don't want to do this i don't want to do this thing with lazarus he knew he was going to go raise him from the dead but man he was his boy got killed he was broke when john the baptist got beheaded what did he do he went away and spent time with the father, right? And I think, I, and this is this is interpretation, so if you want to email Jason, that's cool. I think he went away to the father and was like, this was like one of the most righteous men in the world, and he got his head lopped off by a prostitute. What are we doing, father? Like, what are we leading people into? Is this what this is about? Because I'm not sure. Is this what we're leading people into? They're getting their heads lopped off by prostitutes for a for a game? And I believe he was broken. And the same as in the garden, he was broken. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to be real. I'm broken, Jen. Uh-huh. Like I'm a mess. I have my struggles. I yeah. fail all the time. But the only thing I can do is is be honest about what the Lord's revealing to me. And so I just tell people, I'm done putting a pretty face on. Like this is this life is hard, but it's not about yeah. this life. It's about first Corinthians fifteen ends if we only look at the now. Then we, we woe are we? Why we are so vain? We need to look at eternity. And so, man, I just want Jesus to come back for the first time in my life. I can really say that in the mm-hmm. last in, in the last few months. Yeah, I am really ready for Jesus to come back. Man, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids. Oh yeah, I to have, you know what I mean. I always had these qualifiers, but in the background, it's yeah, yeah, Jesus come back. But maybe let me have kids. And I oh, just yeah, yeah, I yeah. see the depth of brokenness in this world and how much I struggle. And I'm with Jesus on my face in the garden. I'm in the same boat right now. Like, yeah, can you please take this away, man? My good friend, <laughs> yeah. my good friend whose dad yeah. is dying, who went through chemo and is not doing anything. And her this this one gal, her her knee or her nephew has leukemia, I believe it is, and in. It's not in remission anymore. And then her brother-in-law's sister just killed herself. And, and I'm like, I'm looking at that like, Jesus, we need you. Like, we are not we are not doing well. This world, the God of this world is, he's unleashing it. But I know that you have delivered us, so I'm going to keep my eyes on you. I'm going to be like the centurion, and I'm going to say, hey, you don't need to go there. You need to just say a word from here. And I'm saying that from heaven you don't need, you just say the word from there, Jesus. Oh, yeah. You just bring deliverance. And so mm-hmm. I think we need to be on the real with people, guys. Like, it is what it is. It's <clears throat> Jesus, man. The truth will set you free, man. Yeah. Truth in your inner life and truth. You right. Know, Jesus is the truth, right. but also honesty is always the best policy, you know. Right. Keeping things yeah. inside is keeping things in darkness, man. That was a good one. Dang. Yeah. So let me, um, I think it's still up here. And I guess this is where we can finish it out. What was that? What was that first scripture you went to in Hebrews? Hebrews twelve twenty five through twenty nine. So check it out. This I thought this was amazing. 
Um, Hebrews what? 12, 12, 25 through 29. This jumped out to me. At that time... No, hold on. For they did not... As- okay, see, see that you do not refuse him who is speaking... I don't think you're coming through, bro. See, t- see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. Yeah, yeah. Living God is, is right. So, Amen. yeah, he hears you. I yeah, he hears you. For they, if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth through the prophets, right? Thus saith the Lord. Right. Much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. And it reminds me of. This, you know, God is, he's appealing, he's appealing to us from heaven through us. He's appealing to the masses through us. And I think it's in Corinthians, uh, I can't remember first or second where it says we're ambassadors, right? And it says, as though the Lord is making his appeal through us. Mm-hmm. And so on this earth, simply put, this, this simple gospel in the context of discipleship is that God desires to make his appeal to people through us, through our testimony, through our um, belief in Jesus, right? And so evangelism then isn't this programmatic, um, monotone reading off of some script I see about, that hand. about the truth of, of of Christ, right? You know, I've I've been in churches where it was like, you know, and we never want to close the service without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you were to die in the next 30 seconds, do you know where you would spend eternity? And it's a script. And it's in good intentions. But is God making his appeal to them through that moment? Is the heart of the Father present appealing? Is the heart of the Father present appealing to the lost person as a father would appeal to a child who's turned their back on him? Or are you just spouting some words? Yeah. Is it about God spending eternity in hell? Or is it about knowing who you're going to spend eternity with? Yeah. And knowing. I don't want to spend eternity with somebody I don't know. I'm going to be real. That sounds, that sounds boring and sounds lame. I know Jesus, and man, he loves me. I want to spend the rest of my eternity yeah. with him, right? Yeah. So what in the, what in the world, man, I almost said something. <laughs> what in the world, those things, I get it. Those things, like, who, or where are you going to, if you die in the next 30 seconds, where are you going to be? Like, that's what does a, that teach you? That's, that's a ter- yeah. What does it, that teach you? That, that's a terrible gospel presentation. Right? I'm just going to say it. It is. Is that the heart? I mean, God doesn't want you to spend eternity in hell. That's true, but tell me more about the Father's is, so the Father's it, love. It goes so much deeper. It goes than, so much, it deeper. Goes so much right. deeper than you're not going to go to hell. Like that's right. not going to hell is a byproduct of knowing God. Okay, right. that's that, that's not even the the whole thing. You know, right. like. But well, I'm you. Not even, I'm not even going to get started. Yeah. Don't don't do this, man. Don't. No, do this. that's that's boom. Don't. Do this, <laughs> this, folks, is why we'll be. Continuing season two, amen, bro. In, by, in the by, spring, by ne- yeah, I'll have a baby by next Kick, season. Yeah, Holla! there's a lot going on, dude. So much Thanksgiving, Christmas, baby, baby, New Year, New Year. So New Year, New Me. So we're 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 showing Gracie some love, uh, Gracie, Gracie, Casey, Casey. We're showing showing Gracie some. I said it again, Casey, some grace and love. <laughs> taking some time off. From the podcast, letting us. This isn't about me, dude. Don't. don't. It's it's about you. It's you told me. You, you told me, Casey. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. It's all about you. <laughs> we should sing that. You know? <laughs> it's all about me. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> they might as well be singing. It's I'm all coming about. Coming back and it's to all... the heart of worship, and it's all about me. Oh. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah so do I. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. Peace. See you in 2018.